Hello, everyone, and welcome to Orange Power Half Hour. As always, I'm here with my dad, Shane Smithton. My name is Shelby Myers, and this is our dad-daughter sports podcast. The last time um, we left you, we were uh, living high on life a little bit, enjoying some really good football performances from Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, It has taken a turn to say the least. And um, due to our promise to keep this positive, this podcast positive, um, we did not record an episode last week, Pops. It's hard to stay positive about a 48 to nothing loss against Kansas State. Um, So we elected to to opt out of that week. Do you have any comments you'd like to add? Yeah, I'd like to go back to to a couple of weeks ago when when football life was good. But um, yeah, I don't know if it was a uh, if it was avoiding the possibility of not being positive, or if it was just uh, necessary emotional um, time away from the subject. But um, I think it has both not been me. a good yeah has not been a good couple of weeks. Uh, the state of Kansas. Uh, has not Mm-mm. treated uh, Oklahoma State football very well no. this year at all. And, very rude. And, uh, you know, we had talked about some injuries and stuff uh, going into, well, actually the last the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, yes. had some guys injured at, in the TCU game that Oklahoma State started off uh, so well in and, mm-hmm. and uh, lost in heartbreaking fashion in overtime and then mm-hmm. uh, fought, fought through those injuries the next week against Texas to – uh, come back for a, a huge comeback win. And it just seems like the injuries have continued to mount and mount. And, um, of course, Spencer's been playing hurt for some period of time and sure. uh, finally, you know, finally got uh, injured to the point where he couldn't go. And, you know, for that kid to not go, that that he's uh, very seriously hurt. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've heard rumors of broken collarbone. We've heard rumors of separated shoulder. But, it looks like there's a very real possibility that we're going to be without Spencer for the rest of the season and still down some linemen, still down some defensive backs. We've got guys playing out of position. It's, it's just, it's kind of been a, uh, uh, just an avalanche of, of injuries and, and unfortunate circumstances that have, that really turned an extraordinarily promising Cowboy football season on its head. And now, uh, I mean, we're we're at a real crossroads for this season. And, mm-hmm. You know, Cowboys have three games re- remaining, and um, yep. you know they 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 could win out and 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 go win a bowl game and and end up with another ten win season. They could they could lose out and end up with their first losing season in I don't know sixteen seventeen years. Yeah, um, yeah. Crossroads is a great way to put it. You know, I I know probably last time we uh, did our pod. Um, we probably felt like we were at a crossroads and and now we really are. Um, unfortunately, we're just going to have to uh, find a way to, to sneak out a couple here late um, to go ahead and keep a successful season alive. Um, you mentioned getting beat up by the state of Kansas. I mentioned the um, Kansas State score. For those of you that don't know, um, OSU took a, another loss last um, this past weekend to the Kansas Jayhawks, which hasn't happened in a very long time. Um, we went down 37-16 in Lawrence. Um, you mentioned Spencer Sanders playing hurt, and I mean, everybody kind of playing hurt, but uh, Spencer did not go this past weekend. It was Garrett 
excuse me if I say his last name wrong, Rangel, Rangel, I've heard it a bunch of different ways, um, got the start above Gunnar Gundy, and uh, he put on somewhat of a career start performance, I guess you could say. twenty. He's 27 of uh, 40, 304 yards with three picks. Yeah, the uh, you know, that's probably going to be one of the – actually one of the positives that I'm going to point to from the Kansas game. I really thought – Give me one. Uh, Rangel, I need one. Well, I thought Rangel per- performed pretty well under the circumstances. You know, he's, I agree. He's a very inexperienced uh, quarterback, and so – not uh, surprising for him to to have a couple of turnovers. You know the the first ball that he got picked up against the sideline. Just uh, mm-hmm. he's just you know I think with a little more experience, that's a that's a ball he'll put to the you know woman in the second row and, sure. and that not be a problem. Sure, I I I couldn't tell you for sure. I, I'm not so sure that the second ball, the deep ball that got picked. I think the receiver got bumped off his route or maybe broke off a route. And mm-hmm. so I don't even know that that one was necessarily uh, sure. Garrett's Garrett's fault. And then the third one was, was off of a tip. So, um, you know, again, a couple of those interceptions may not really be completely on him. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the kid comes in and he's first start for throws for over 300 yards. I think, I think yeah. he'll take that. I, yeah. I think the problem in that game really wasn't, wasn't Garrett Rangel and it's certain and I don't even think Agreed. to an extent that it that it was the turnovers although you know turnovers are always bad I think it's the the fact that the Cowboys have been um have not been able to really stop or even slow nope. anybody down the last couple of weeks and nope. and the disappointing thing against Kansas was that we couldn't stop Kansas's running game um mm-hmm. and if you can't stop the opponent for running you're 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 going to be in a lot of trouble. You know, the Cowboys got, got behind by three scores and then Kansas comes out to start the second half and they have a seven and a half minute drive. It just, you know, yep. literally ate over half of the, of the third quarter and now yep. you're compressed for time. And so even though the Cowboys had mustered a little bit of a running game in the first half of the, of the, of the Kansas contest, maybe as much running game as they've shown, um, you know, in weeks, uh, they really didn't have time to to go hammer away three and a half or four yards at a time in the second half. So you get one dimensional, and, yep. and then that makes it really easy on the offense. And I, I was very disappointed, even though we are uh, trying to stay positive. You also have to call things like they are. And I, I was very disappointed in the in the defensive effort. I thought the tackling sure. was, yeah. was poor and. Hands down. Um, that's not stuff that we're used to seeing from, from Oklahoma State. No, and you know, I think I, I agree with you. I thought I thought Garrett did um did a pretty decent job. That's a that's a hell of a position to be in. Um, you know, to be to be that young and to be thrown in and not even know you're the next guy. You know, he's he's probably battling all week, not knowing whether it's gonna be him on Saturday or not, which is a whole other headspace um to put yourself in that that'd be hard to to overcome mentally. Um and then to get the call, there's just a lot of pressure that goes into it. I thought he actually played, you know, pretty good for, for the, for the, for the position he's in, but you want to talk about defensively. I think defensively, you got to learn how to stop the run, whether you got, you know, the, uh, you got Spencer on the other side of the ball or you've got, you know, freshman. I think your defense has to play extraordinary. If that's, if that's what the situation you're in offensively and we didn't, we did not do that. I don't think we gave our, our offense a, a very good shot um, because our defense couldn't stop anybody. And that's a, 
that's a hard ask um, to go outscore to go outscore your opponent when you can't do much of anything on that side of the ball. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of talk about you know quarterbacks. You know, is it going to be you know is Spencer going to be able to go? Is is mm-hmm. is it going to be Gundy? Is it going to be Rangel? Hey, here's the bottom line: none of those none of those guys none of those quarterbacks play defense. And, yep. and Oklahoma State right now ranks 103rd out of 131. Uh, division one schools in terms of of you know yards given up per game and yep. you're just not going to win very many football games playing playing defense like that and you're sure not and it seems like uh you know i don't know if it's due to the injuries or whatever but it looks like uh you know cowboys are playing a lot of soft zone on the mm-hmm. back end defensively and and when you start giving eight ten yard cushions and and, and on top of uh, you know, being porous in, in the run game, you don't really give your defensive front, which is everybody has felt like was the strength of this team. You don't give them time to get to the quarterback because the right. ball is going to be out of his hands quickly. So yep. uh, there's certainly a lot of things that have to get fixed on the defensive side in order for uh, in order for the Cowboys to have a chance. Fortunately, they're going to go against an Iowa State team that's not um, not a real juggernaut offensively. Um, the flip side of that is Iowa State is the very best team in the Big 12 defensively, and so it's going to be it's going to put some additional pressure uh, on the offense. But we're going to have to have the defense provide the offense with with more opportunities by finding a way to get off the field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, got Iowa State coming up Saturday at two thirty. I guess two thirty is going to be our new go time for forever. It feels like. Um, it's blackout. So if you're coming to the game, make sure to wear you're all black. Um, we're just going to have to, I hate to say this a bajillion times. We're just gonna have to find a way to, to sneak that one out. Um, obviously we're beat up and we can talk about that till we're blue in the face, but, um, going to have to find a way to, to get the ball in the end zone past the Iowa state, um, defense. And I, and I'm hoping that Iowa state will be, you know, bad enough, I guess, um, offensively that our defense can can find a way to to come up with some big stops for us and help our offense out a little bit where we're pretty pretty exposed right now well it didn't look like going into the season this that this one of all the games you could circle would would be you know a super big game but but it is for for a lot of different reasons now I mean the Cowboys still mathematically have a chance to get in the big 12 championship game it's it's a very slim chance at this point but uh, because of that that kind of precipice that we we talked about the program being on, you know, it's a big game because if mm-hmm. you can get this one, then you guarantee yourself, you know, another winning season, and right. uh, then whatever happens, you know, the le- the the next two games and, and in the bowl game, you've you've at least gotten that winning season secured, and and then sort of reestablish your your footing maybe a little bit again right. going into into next year, and then next year is going to hinge so much on so many different factors. I mean, we're living in this new NIL world. We're living in this right. new portal world. Right. And and we've got a a quarterback who has started for five years who could come back and start mm-hmm. for a sixth. And mm-hmm. you and I and everybody else wearing orange needs to be hoping and praying. And this is nothing against Garrett, Rang- Garrett Rangel or, or no. Garrett Gundy or, or no. anybody else. Uh, but but you cannot find a better person to lead the team next year right. than Spencer Sanders if you're right. lucky enough to get him back. So we're all hoping that happens. And yeah, you know, I think if he comes uh, back, we got a chance. If anybody listening has got um, a great NIL package idea for um, number three, please let number three know that. Because um, yeah, it would be 
it would be real helpful to get an extra uh, extra year with with him and then also gives you know another year for Gunner and Garrett to to be under one of one of the best and and so then I think that even sets you up for more success um in the years to come as well um but I do want to I do want to mention with the Iowa State game coming up coming off of two really hard losses after a huge I think that's why another reason why it was so deflating these last two weeks because you come off such a great win against Texas on homecoming the vibes were just immaculate um it's it's hard to get much better than that and then you go and have two really disappointing um weeks and as a fan base that's that's tough um and you know we talked about it's going to be hard for our players to come back from that it's hard for our fans to come back from that and i can say that because i i feel it and i totally understand um but it's going to be really important to pack the house on saturday um and and show up for for our boys they obviously if it's 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 easy to show up when it's good. It's hard to show up when it's when it's not so good. And that's what but that's what being loyal and true means. Um so if you believe that, make sure you can get out to the game on uh Saturday and wear your all black. Yeah, there's that's 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 a good point and, and well said because um probably more more so than ever they need us. We know the game sold out. That announcement was made before uh, the, the Kansas State or, or Kansas game ever came about. So we know people have have committed to the tickets. Yeah, please go ahead and show up and you know let let's help let's help push the the Cowboys you know to a to a win and and secure that that winning season. And then, and then we'll worry about the next one the week after that. Yeah, one day at a time for sure. Um, Dad, if, if it's okay, I'd like to go ahead and move on um, to some basketball. How about that? Is that all right with you? You bet. Let's talk a little hoops. I think that's why we waited to record this week um, until a little bit later than we normally do is because we wanted to catch some OSU hoops. Um, And I want to start off on a really uh, positive note, which would be OSU women's basketball. I, as I know a lot of um, OSU fans, including my husband, have a very serious crush and I a girl crush on the new head coach for the women's basketball team, uh, JC Hoyt. Um, she gets her, uh, first career, um, start or first career game under her belt as a W, um, 95 to 63 against UT Rio Grande Valley. Um, and dad, I know you probably, uh, I got to hear, uh, coach Hoyt speak, um, at a, a little meet and greet thing they had out at, uh, Carson for, um, this sometime this summer. And, uh, I fell, it was love at first sight for me, fell immediately in love with her. Um, because she is one of those people that gets it. And you and I talk about this all the time where, oh, she was concerned about fans or coaches or alumni or whoever that just get it. And they get that, they get what being loyal and true means. And I think usually if you haven't graduated from Oklahoma state, you don't really get it. And she's one of the few. Um, and so I'm just really excited for her. She's just a great human all around. And and I think she knows a lot about ball. Um, so I think it's a, a, a perfect recipe for us. Um, I was super, super stoked for her. Um, I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners probably um, are here for, you know, football or maybe catch a little men's basketball talk or, or maybe some baseball in the spring. Um, but these, these girls and this coach deserve, uh, some time, um, here to cut out of our show. Cause they're, they're fun to watch. Do you agree? Oh yeah. I, um, I haven't watched a, a ton of, of women's basketball over the last few years, 
Um, we do catch, always catch a few games and, and they were just, uh, we saw the game Monday night and it was a much more um, enjoyable brand of basketball to watch fast yeah. pace. They get up and down the floor. I mean, 94 points. I, I don't, I don't know right? that I've ever been to an OSU uh, women's game where, uh, where I saw them score 94 points and yep. just, they just look really, really smooth. Um, you know, they've, they've got uh, a, a number of new players, a number of new faces. I don't know how to pronounce the young woman's name from, from Israel, uh, number 11, Lior? but I'm telling you, she Lior? can make Lior? it, she can make it rain yeah. from the three point line. Garzon is going, her last name. Yeah, she she has a really great quick release and so um, fast. Uh, yeah, the, she's. I mean, they had defenders in the area. I think that felt like they were going to be able to close out in time. And yeah, man, she catches and, and releases that ball so quick. Uh, so she led I, I the really, she led the game with nineteen points. Yeah, I thought they were a, a lot of fun to watch. And if you haven't gotten out um, in a while to watch uh, cowgirl basketball. Give it a try. It's a different brand, and you're, I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, we just said Garzon had 19 points. She led the team. Um, Claire had Claire Ch- Chastain, I think is how you say her last name, had 15. Uh, Milton had 14. Lexi Keys had 13. And when you're spreading the love like that, um, when you got that many people who can get in the double digits, it's going to be hard not to win a ball game. Um, so that's really exciting. And Dad, I wanted to point this out because I know we're about to talk about some men's hoops, but um, the girls' team was 50.7% from the field, 40% from the three-point line. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's pretty good shooting. Yeah. And something else we ought to mention that, that I know watching the game uh, – you and and your husband Mason brought up a lot of girls, um, you know, a lot of local girls or not local, yeah, a lot of, a Oklahoma, lot of Oklahoma girls. girls on the team. So that's yeah, that's kind of ex- exciting and uh, for sure, you know, hopefully that'll that'll get people uh, help to get people to the gym. Yeah, I think it's one of those uh, relationships where they just need to see each other. You know, I think if you can can make it over to a game, I think it'll be uh, love at first sight for you as well. So try to get over to GIA and, and uh, help cheer on the, the cowgirls. I don't think you'll regret it at all. Um, they play uh, Friday, I believe, this coming Friday. Um, so get out to GIA and, and watch them hoop, um, which takes us in. We stayed um, and watched the um, men's game. Actually, you stayed and I came and tucked the, the little girl into bed because it was a late start, 8 p.m., um, but got to watch it on ESPN+, Plus, which was nice. Um not as great shooting percentage for the boys. Yeah, the the three point shooting in the first half was pretty atrocious. The Cowboys were two of, two of sixteen from the three point line, which is a whopping twelve point five percent. Much better in the second half, four of of nine for forty four point four percent. So they did turn that around a little bit, and they did have a stretch there in the second half where they really yes. got uh, they got rolling got offensively going. and went on a pretty good run. I think uh, ran it out to. 35 point leaders or so, and then had a couple of guys getting foul trouble. Um, uh, the, the new point guard, um, uh, John Michael Wright, uh, yes. went out with some, some cramping and, and the Cowboys kind of hit a dry spell there toward the, the end of the game and, and mm-hmm. allowed, uh, allowed the opponent to kind of get back in it a little bit. But, um, I thought overall the, the most positive thing about it start to finish was the Cowboys defensive effort. And I, it kind mm-hmm. of reminded 
reminded me back of of the good old Eddie Sutton days. Totally agree. Really getting after getting after people defensively and yep. Um, guarding guarding guys out on the perimeter, but then you know Musa Cisse and and Caleb Boone are are such a shot blocking presence on the inside too. So yeah, uh, even if you get past that perimeter defense, um, you know it's it's no easy deal to get the ball to the rim against these guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, that is so you're exactly right. It's, you know, kind of that throwback basketball for, for OSU and, you know, offense sells tickets, defense wins games. Um, and I think that was, was true on Monday night. Cause there wasn't much going on offensively, uh, for, for a long time. Um, and you know, I think that's one thing that we could talk about and maybe this could be my tradition, but GIA is such a special place and such a special, um, uh, you know, history of basketball, uh, place. It's, it's kind of almost sacred. Um, but there's very few, uh, crowds and, and atmospheres that get just as excited as a, for a good, you know, defensive stop as, you know, a big slam dunk besides GIA. Um, so it's, it's a perfect, uh, perfect place for it. Um, and I, I think we'll experience a lot of them, uh, this year. I think that's what kind of Mike Boynton is about coach Boynton. I think he's a big defensive guy. Um, obviously we're gonna have to figure something out offensively because we, it's not like we have five shooters on the floor by any means at all. So, uh, we will have to figure something out with, with the ball, but defensively, I I'd say it's, it's pretty entertaining to watch. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know how many. I didn't get an exact count, but I think uh, I think Cowboys had maybe seemed like at least at least four, maybe five uh, shot clock violations. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, defensively, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. You can you can go to a lot of games and never you know never see a single one of those. And right, and so they had a lot a lot of block shots, uh, a lot of guys getting rebounds. I, I think one of the other exciting things. I mean, you expect uh, Cisse and and Boone to come up with a lot of boards, but uh, Bryce Thompson and, and Avery yep. Anderson had seven boards apiece, and uh, you know if you can get that kind of board play out of your guards, I think that's going to be um, that's going to be a big help too. And um, mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed with with John Michael Wright. I, we we I talked mentioned his name a little bit earlier, but yeah, uh, Cowboy Cowboys new point guard. In fact, I think he may have led the team in scoring. Um, oh, I think Thompson had, did with eighteen. Oh yeah, Thompson had eighteen. He yeah. I guess uh, Wright had fourteen. But, right, uh, but Rice Wright was also uh, plus twenty one in his plus minus number, mm-hmm. so that, yep. that was extremely impressive. And and the Cowboys just looked they looked so much different offensively, so much smoother when he was in the game versus Agreed. when he wasn't in the game. Agreed. So I was yeah. really excited about him. Didn't know whether his uh, scoring prowess that he brought with him from the you know the smaller conference would would translate. It looks like it's going to translate. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really excited about him and, um, also excited about, uh, uh Asbury number five, yes. uh, that guy is a defensive wizard. He, yeah. he reminds me a lot of the, uh, of the lot, a lot of the, uh, great cowboy lockdown defenders in the past. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is, it is just difficult to get around him and yep. he, uh, he's one of those guys that can really time up an opponent's dribble and. We saw him, you know, st- st- knock the ball away, steal the ball a few times, but just, just mentally make it tough on on the guy he's guarding. And so I'm really stuck about him as well. Do what? I said I was really excited about him as well. 
Oh, good. Yeah, no, I think that he that um, both of those new additions uh, are really gonna gonna help us out. Um, so it, it should be an exciting season. Um, they go. We got we got a quite a big uh, slate here in the next couple of days for OSU athletics. Um, the men's team goes Thursday at seven p.m. Um, in GIA. The women's basketball team goes Friday at six thirty in GIA. And then of course the football team goes two 30 um, on Saturday at Boone Pickens against Iowa state. Um, so there's, there's plenty to, to, you know, scratch your itch here, um, in Stillwater over the next couple of days. So maybe go out, check, check the girls out, see what they're about, hopefully catch them, get a dub. And then the boys as well. And maybe that those winning vibes can carry us into Saturday where we can, can get that one done as well. That would be, I, I really need to go three and zero here for the rest of the yeah, week. We, yeah, there you go. We need to we need a clean sweep. I need a clean sweep, and, and then I need it to sweep all of the bad memories out of the last two weeks for <laughs> me. Um, but yeah, it should be it should be a fun one. Um, these next couple of days, um, I think my husband and I are gonna try to attend all three. Um, so I will, I will report back next week, hopefully with a three, no count for the end of, of this week. Um, but I think that about, uh, does our short little recap for this week pops. You got anything else? No, uh, just, uh, just, you know, reinforce what you said. Hope, uh, hope people get out Saturday and, and help the, cow, the Cowboys to, uh, to come away with what would be a very important win there. We're kind of the walking wounded, so we need to be there and, and prop the boys up and mm-hmm. help them get back in the win column. Yep, totally agreed. Um, if you're not there, then you can't complain. So come out and do your job and and help us get a get a dub. Um, all right, that is it for Orange Power Half Hour this week. We're sponsored by Swing Hats Company. Link will be in the description below. Um, we'll see you next week. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Go Pokes.